From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to a special hurricane edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. Well, folks, uh, yep, I'm Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of freedom once again, bringing you even more adventures in podcasting from our beautiful location, our headquarters here in North Central Florida, which sad to say, is going to be the target of Hurricane Adelia as of approximately 2.55 p.m. Eastern Time today, Tuesday. Uh, It is still in the Florida Gulf. It is gaining speed. Uh, It is currently a Category 3 hurricane, uh, which when it's in the Big Bend area, Of, it's going to be coming, making landfall in the Big Bend area of North Florida uh, between the Panhandle and uh, North Central Florida, the I-10 corridor going all the way to Jacksonville. Now, where we are is a little lovely town called Live Oak. And, well, we are unfortunately going to be bearing the brunt of the storm. We are expected to have Category 1 winds when it makes landfall within the next, uh, I'd say about 18 hours before it heads to our section of the state. Uh, And just to let you know up front, uh, there will be no live uh, episode of In Black and Right tomorrow, possibly even Thursday, depending upon uh, flooding, uh, power outages, and other various uh, uh, various uh, other variables. So <clears throat> this is going to be probably our uh, our last show for at least a couple of days. But I just wanted to let you know that up front. But we are going to try to make this a good one for you because we're since we're uh, more than likely going to be uh, out of power or lose our internet within for the next couple of days um, from where our studios are uh, I can see all kinds of utility trucks throughout the day going up and down uh, up and down the road so it's going to be interesting to see what happens but uh, but Florida is doing everything it can throughout the state, especially along the Gulf, uh, to get ready. Uh, now, fortunately, uh, many of my friends and neighbors are either native Floridians or longtime Floridians. I mean, me, this is just about, I think, what, hurricane, tropical storm number two <laughs> that I've gone through. But... We're going to do our best, and we're going to try to make this a good show if we're going to be off the air for a couple of days. But fear not, we will be back uh, as far as that goes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, of course, the news, the news, the news, the news hasn't really changed much. Uh, of course, there are some new developments. 
let's see. Now, of course, yesterday was the big deal uh, between Trump's lawyers and special counsel Jack Squat, uh, Jack Smith, uh, trying to set a date for Trump's uh, January election, January sixth trial, which of all the dates that Tanya Shudkin can come up with, you know, of all the dates, she had to set it on March 4th next year, which so happens to be one day before Super Tuesday, the biggest day of the primary season. Now, anybody who's going to try to tell me that that is not brazen and obvious uh, election interference you're either a full-blown idiot or you need a serious drug test and a psych eval. It's this, it's coordinated, folks. I don't care what anybody tells you. It is so stinking obvious. Even my five-year-old great-niece who has mild autism can still figure this out. <clears throat> this is crazy, folks. Tanya Shudkin, who is a walking conflict of interest, I mean, an Obama worshiper, uh, full-on leftist, has got all kinds of ties, you know, contributing to Democrats like Obama and Biden and so forth. And yet, in, it's so obvious. And I'm going to be really interested to see what happens, what happens with Trump, because Trump has already vowed to appeal the decision <clears throat> as he took a swipe at Shutkin uh, on social media. Now, now I know some people are screaming like, uh, oh, oh, well, he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have said It's like, shut up. It's like Trump knows, a lot of people know, especially after last week, down in uh, Atlanta, and that absolutely, you know, the mugshot heard around the world. They didn't even do that in New York. They didn't do it in D.C., but because Fannie Willis uh, wants her 15 minutes of fame, and same with the idiotic, imbecilic sheriff. Okay, you got the, and all the mainstream media got their mugshot. And it has backfired and blown up in all of your faces. And I am laughing my butt off. Yeah, not only did it not work, Trump's campaign has gotten over $7 million in contributions because of it. Does this, uh, you know, and all of this, I mean, it, it's like a multi-front war. Now you've already got the four indictments so far. There might be another one. Uh, a lot of this is going to blow up in your face um, for all you Trump derangement sufferers. And I'm even talking to the Christian ones too because there are those who call themselves uh, followers of Jesus who suffer Trump derangement syndrome just as bad. It just isn't as obvious. So there's that. So we've got that going on. Now, one other thing that's related to that. Now, I did talk, uh, talk to folks, talk to y'all about Harrison Floyd. 
Now, Harrison Floyd is one of the 19 who were indicted uh, in, down there in uh, Fulton County. But Mr. Floyd, no relation to George, hope to God, he was not, he was denied bail. And some wackadoodle white woman, I, I got into this on Friday, some wackadoodle white woman judge essentially ruled that he was a flight risk and that he would commit more felonies. Yet, one, how did she come to that conclusion? Because Mr. Floyd, yes, who used to be uh, the head of the Black Voices for Trump, yet he was only charged with a misdemeanor. But yet, the only black guy in the whole bunch, but he was denied bail, and he was, and for reasons like, I don't know what this woman's, what this woman's, ugh, I don't even know what her name is, but she was white, she was wackadoodle, and how did she come up with the criteria of keeping him in jail, considering him a flight risk? He didn't, the man doesn't have the money of a Donald Trump. Donald Trump is, if you have to use that term, is more of a flight risk than Harrison Floyd ever could be. But, moving on. Now, fortunately, over the weekend, Mr. Floyd's story got out in a big way with a lot of help from Steve Bannon's war room. Over the weekend, his Gibson Go uh, had received some $250,000, and it helped him to get new attorneys, praise God, and uh, today... It's expected that uh, Harrison Floyd will get a bail bond and get out uh, and get out there so he can return to his wife who lives in Maryland. I mean, he came all the way down from Maryland to give himself up and he got hosed. I'm afraid uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. Floyd didn't quite realize how sick, twisted and evil these people truly, truly are. And he ended up in the Fulton County Jail, which, by the way, has had numerous complaints by lefties of the conditions in there and the fact that there are people who have been killed in there. Now, praise God, Harrison Floyd's getting out. And I definitely want to hear his story of how the wackadoodle woman judge, uh, actually the wackadoodle white woman judge, uh, came up with some of the crap that she did because she's not ex she she's essentially famous now or infamous depending upon which term you want to use so yeah so now praise god he's out and oh baby speaking of which <laughs> uh, since we're talking about uh fanny willis and her case I love this. The Gateway Pundit, who has been on a tear as of late, 
uh, the election fraud in Michigan. And now, apparently, uh, this case, this messed up case uh, in uh, down in Georgia. <clears throat> oh my goodness, excuse me. So yeah, this is this, another one. And I'm, I'll be putting this up on uh, in blackandright.net. And if you want to send us email, you can also uh, just use our web uh, use our website in blackandright.net, or just email directly to us in blackandright at gmail.com. So yeah, there's a lot going on with this, and somehow I gotta I, I want to put all of this uh, what the Gateway Pundit has found out about the real election fraud in Georgia in 2020 to heck with to with Brian Kemp the governor to heck with Raffensperger the uh, Secretary of State this is just all kinds of messed up because there there was real election fraud and as much as the state government which is apparently supposed to be Republican run uh, they went after People like Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips at True the Vote. They tried to essentially make them look like conspiracy theorists and wackadoodles. No. No, there's plenty of real evidence. Real evidence. And the fact that also, and I love Gateway Pundit reporting late last week, that the phone call between Trump and Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, apparently was recorded secretly, and this 20-something Gen Zer aide, dingbat blonde, uh, actually created a fraudulent transcript, sent it to the Washington Post, and they printed it, and they found out it was a fake, and they outed her name as the source that gave them the the uh, the fake transcript. I mean, this is getting beautiful more and more all the time because there. If you're finding this out already, I mean, Fannie Willis can scream to have the trial done tomorrow, but it. But still, she wants to put it in October. I'm going. You're not going to get your show trial. Uh, ready uh, that soon but she's going to try it anyway just like uh, Tanya Shutkin in DC with uh, you know probably getting a little something whispered in her ear by Obama or maybe Valerie Jarrett I don't know but, but I just cannot believe that somehow Obama influence isn't somewhere in that case but that's an entirely different subject but still we've got that going on uh with fanny willis because apparently uh she's making this so dang political that she's overlooking other key elements and other key evidence that's going to take her case and blow it straight to hell which really it needs to do anyway uh, but I am a little, <clears throat> I've been a little spicy over the last few days, but still. So this, 
<laughs> I mean, it's so wacky in Georgia that just this past weekend, the 8th District GOP in Georgia denied citizens access to their fish, to their fish fry because they had paper ballot shirts on. While at the same event, Governor Brian Kemp admitted that their voting machines can be hacked while saying Georgia elections are in fact transparent. Excuse me, Governor Kemp, which is it? Are the voting machines vulnerable and nobody did anything? And But they are, I mean, in saying that the elections are in fact transparent, Governor, Governor Kemp, do you really think people are that damn stupid? You can't have it both ways. If your voting machines can be hacked, then any election that's taken place while you've had them could easily have been manipulated. But how can you say that they're transparent? That right there is, and of course, there were people who had paper ballot shirts, but they were essentially told you have to either turn your shirt inside out or you have to leave. I would have said, try your best, Bubba. It's like, is your, is your tough governor scared of a little criticism that people would actually call him out? Ooh, that Georgia, I, there were times I would love to have gone to Georgia. I have some great friends there and I'd love to visit him. But if you've got a state government that this, that's this whacked out and totally on crack, then your voting camp in, I mean, now I understand you had to vote in camp to not get Stacey Abrams. Oh, and by the way, just as a little reminder, Governor Camp, uh, Stacey Abrams called, called out election fraud too. She said that she had the election stolen. So what did you do? Hmm? What did you do, Governor Kemp? So, no. Did you just say that, you know, well, the, the election was transparent, but, hey, our voting machines can be hacked? I'm going, which is it, Governor? But, anyway, not going to get into that too much. But I, when I saw this story, I just thought to myself, I'm sorry, this is a WT. WTF Friday on a Tuesday to say something like that and to have a bunch of thugs bubbas out there trying to say oh you can't wear your shirt I was like I would have looked at him and go who the, who the hell do you, do you think you are you're not a, the great arbiter of free speech if he can't handle it he can't handle it and to try to keep me out of here go ahead bubba Go right ahead, you dadgum pain in the arse cracker. Because I would have been furious to say, hey, wait a minute. You can't tell, I mean, even Republicans can get into the squashing of free speech. This isn't just a left thing. This is a uniparty thing. Republicans and Democrats. Oh, and by the way, before I get a little too, uh, before I forget this, this is hilarious. Now, yesterday, I was watching Charlie Kirk's program on Real America's Voice. 
fantastic stuff. Apparently, <laughs> Charlie Kirk rattled the cages of the New Hampshire Secretary of State's office when Charlie reported that the Secretary of State of New Hampshire was trying to use some 14th Amendment style tactics to try to get Donald Trump off of the New Hampshire primary ballot. Well, apparently the phones and the emails were ringing, the phones were ringing off the hook, the emails were flying like bullets over Baghdad, and all of a sudden the New Hampshire Secretaries of State's, Secretary of State's office was like, oh no, that's, a, that's fake news, that, that's fake news. No, 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 we're not going to do that. It's what's called, uh, <laughs> dude, you got busted. You got busted hard. And I am absolutely loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Now, it's bad enough you've got the these Democrats, these leftist lawyers going to try and go down this 14th Amendment route, which if you've got a fair judge... It's like that thing will get dismissed in a hurry. Yes, and I did say if you have a fair judge because not all these judges in these cases are very fair. They're not very objective. They've got conflicts of interest up the wazoo. And I'm going, ah, no. Sorry. Yeah, you, you, you just need to grow up here. Oh, now, fortunately... <laughs> Little news blurb that came across uh, came across my news feed before I went on air. Well, we have the first Republican to essentially have some sense and get out. Uh, the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez, announced that he is suspending his 2024 uh, presidential campaign. Uh, no real reason was given, but... You know, thank you, Mayor Suarez, for realizing that it it was a mistake for you to even get in. So now, hopefully, before the second debate, we'll have more people who are getting out of there. And if you're very smart, Mayor uh, Suarez, you better get behind Trump, whether you like it or not, because the other, uh, I guess, two to quote uh, Steve Bannon of War Room fame, the Keebler Elves. Now, apparently you've got Asa Hutchinson saying that Trump is going to Trump is going to get disqualified. Judas Pence, uh, the same thing that he's confident that Trump's not going to be the nominee. And I'm thinking to myself, what do they know that nobody else does? Now, sure, they're going to keep going for this second debate. I mean, I'm truly hoping that some of these others, and God bless them all, uh, I mean, some of them, some of these folks I really like, like Larry Elder, he's basically bringing it to the black community. And you keep going, uh, Sage of South Central. I am, I admittedly, I am a fan of Larry Elder. I admit it. I mean, the man is amazing. He is articulate. Uh, and really inspired me to do what I do. So hopefully with Mayor Suarez uh, having stepped out, let's see how many others can step 
are willing to step down and realize they ain't going nowhere. You know, and I understand the why uh, with Larry Elder because he got screwed by the RNC and the RNC, and he's suing them for not letting him participate in the first debate. But still, as much as I love Larry Elder, and I do, you know, okay, go ahead and sue him, but it's time to pretty much call it quits. I mean, a lot of them. I know there's going to still be probably uh, Vivek Ramaswamy for the second debate, along with DeSantis and Judas Pence. I mean, my gosh, speaking of my governor, uh, it's like, thank you for finally coming home and dealing with this whole hurricane situation because you really needed to get off the road. Your campaign's a mess. And frankly, at some point, I mean, you're now down... 30 points to Trump uh, here in Florida. In, it used to be 20. Now it's gone to 30. And apparently there's not a lot of love uh, in certain parts of Florida for Governor DeSantis because in a prayer vigil for the tragic just massacre over the weekend in Jacksonville, he got booed at a prayer vigil. I'm like, whoa, who boos a politician at a prayer vigil? That right there was a mind blower. But yep, he, uh, he, he did. Oh, my, 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 my. That was pretty sad. But anyway, let us... Oh, now, this whole, oh my gosh, my brain is having a really hard time wrapping itself around the entire situation on Maui. Oh my goodness, that, it's getting weirder and weirder by the day. Now, it's bad enough you had a, uh, an investigative journalist in independent media who got placed in a headlock by Maui police when he, he was simply trying to get an answer to a very real question and all of these people on Maui, these government officials, just like, you know, were, you know pushing them away. I'm like, yo, WTF, folks. I mean, there has been apparently... It's, it's bad enough, but now it stepped up a notch because there's now a media blackout. And apparently the mainstream media is like, okay, we're just not going to do that. They're not going to press. They're not going to press in, pardon the pun, and find out what's going on. But this, I mean, for the independent journalists, I... Oh my gosh, you can't play it. There is this, and it's the story is on Gateway Pundit, but I want to play some of the video. Well, I mean, at least the audio. I mean, you can't see it, but you can at least hear the narration of this uh, journalist, an independent journalist, of why all of a sudden the ground zero area around the island of Maui is covered with fence, and some type of black, you know, some type of a mysterious black curtain 
and it also has uh, special police and the National Guard. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is, I want, oh my goodness. No, it's from a guy named um, Jeff Cygnus. G-E-O-F-F-C-Y-G-N-U-S. You can find him on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. But I want you, I, I, I can only play the audio, but if you go to the story uh, on, uh, on the Gateway Pundit, you'll be able to see it. You got you to gotta scroll a bit, but believe me, it's worth the effort. But I just want to play a little bit of his, narr his narration of what's going on there on the island of Maui. There seems to be a huge emphasis on ensuring that the media and anyone else can't see what's going on here in Lahaina, West Maui. There are miles and miles of this black fence going up that was not here before that is obscuring ground zero and making sure no one can see what's going on inside of there from the road. No one can get in there. No one can take any pictures. And then I've also seen these weird foreign police cars showing up, these special police, What I, I'm not sure what to call them. This is a Nissan, but there's quite a large presence of these standing guard around the perimeter. We've also lost our ability to fly drones really anywhere near this area. Now, this 20-second clip here that I, I tried to get out of my car and show what was going on, I was almost immediately, after these 20 seconds, National Guard came, chased me off, yelled at me, told me to get back in my car and keep moving. So you cannot pull over, you can't even stop your car anywhere near any of this anymore. Now I'm going to show you a fairly long clip that shows just the how extensive the fencing is on the western side of the main highway here. And there also is National Guard, regular police, and what I have dubbed special police, which are these police cars that are foreign made, uh, the people that are driving them are not, they don't look like any police I've ever seen in the United States, so kind of a bizarre situation, but they have all, they have a, a huge presence standing guard ensuring that nothing can be documented, you can't stop your car, you can't pull over, you can't fly a drone, you can't take a picture, you can't get in anywhere near any of this, which is part of what makes the footage that I have so unique. Now, I always make sure to point out that the footage that I have has been uploaded to the mainland to multiple people. They have the credentials to my social media. So if anything does happen to me, it's not going to prevent the story getting out. But the footage I have both uh, on the ground and, uh, in, and drone, but particularly on the ground, is not going to be able to be reproduced with the amount of resources they have put into locking this area down. Now, I am working on another video now that's going to show side by side this same drive a week ago so you guys can compare the, you know, what it's like now and you can see just the amount of fencing, rocks, police, barricades, all of the effort they are putting into this. They are putting a lot of energy into it, uh, which is uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I'd be interested in, in hearing your thoughts on it. Now, I also want to point out that the reason I've been able to keep cranking out these videos and ignoring my, not ignoring, but somewhat neglecting my normal job, my, in, my income from my normal job pretty much went away weeks ago when I started all this. The reason I've been able to do that is because I recently put my Zelle in the bio of TikTok, X, and YouTube, and I've had a handful of everyday people making small donations via Zelle, and 
that has made a huge difference with allowing me to neglect my normal job. And I, I love my normal job, but if I can focus right now on resisting the attack on freedom and resisting the attack on the First Amendment and getting as much of this information out to you guys as quickly as possible, that is absolutely what I want to do and that is absolutely what I will do. So thank you so much to everybody who has supported me in that way. Uh, you're making a big difference, so thank you for that. Wow. Okay. I, I I wanted to stop right there. There's still about a minute of it left, but looking at this, and I would definitely say check out uh, the story in the Gateway Pundit. Mysterious Black Curtain. Uh, let's see, that's the headline. Mysterious Black Curtain and Special Police Spotted Around Maui's Ground Zero. I would definitely say, you know, a citizen journalist, just a volunteer journalist, and he's come up with this, and it's just mind-boggling, because if you noticed into this, he said he's uploaded this video to people on the mainland, to multiple people, in case something happened to him. Now, why on earth would even a citizen journalist, even a professional journalist, who is going around and checking this out, and he's bringing information that's not getting in the mainstream media in the islands, it's not on the mainland, it has to go through social media. What is going on on Maui that it has to be covered up. That right there is a question. You know, why is he concerned that he's not going to be able to do any of this because he he might be, you know, all of a sudden he might disappear because of these um, special police and all of that. And it, it this is a classic example of why the cover-up is worse than the crime. Now, I mean, it's not a crime per se. I mean, this is wildfires, but why are they not talking about the kids? I mean, I'm talking the political officials, the government officials on the island of Maui. What happened to the count of the kids? Now, there have been don't even go listen to the the Maui government than these officials. These people are as crooked as a $3 bill. But why are they going through such lengths to cordon off such a huge section of a part of the island where nobody can see in, you can't get anywhere near it, you can't fly drones over it, so this is just weird. I mean, uh, independent journalists, investigative journalists being intimidated and manhandled by the police. The, ma the mayor of Maui County won't say Jack. He'll, you know, the governor of Hawaii, Josh Green. I mean, he's still sticking with the idiotic climate change argument. There is no real answers that are coming from Maui. And all it keeps doing is making people more and more curious. 
as to why, what's going on, why is it going on, so on and so forth. This is just weird. And God bless these guys who are being volunteer journalists to find out the truth. So, but why is Maui just so, you know, a media blackout? What is what went on? What's going on with this? And frankly, I hope there are people who are still going to stay on it. And a lot of the locals are being uh, essentially, uh, they're the ones who are the best sources of real information, you know, asking the real questions uh, to the Maui, to these government officials. And if and the longer they play this game of we're not we're gonna have we're not gonna deal anything with you. I mean, what's the deal? Now, of course, the these government officials on Maui are trying to sue Hawaii Electric because they're talking about all of these, you know, maybe these down power lines that caused the fire and all that. But the problem is Hawaii Electric has said that power was cut to the island six hours before the fire started. Six hours before. Now, if this is the case, then, well, this is going to make an already curious cover-up and it's going to make people even more curious. And yet, the federal government has certainly not going to deal with that. So I'm going, okay, what's so special about this that even the federal government won't get involved? Because this thing stinks. It stinks to high heaven. And what's going to happen? I don't know. But somebody needs to expose this. I don't know what it's going to take. But my gosh, there are so many people on the island who are trying to find out, you know, if they're, where are their loved ones, who's missing, especially if they're kids, are they back in schools, or are they doing virtual learning, did they move to the mainland, stuff like that. So don't let them, don't forget the folks on Maui. Don't forget them, because they're being screwed. They're being regally screwed, and anybody who dares to look into this all of a sudden gets the attention of either the National Guard, some kind of police, or whatever. I mean, my gosh, folks. This, <laughs> this almost feels like Roswell. You know, all the military and all this, you know, trying to hide all kinds of things. What? in the Sam hell is going on and why do they have to hide it so there's another continuing mystery but one I guess I'd like to finish out with this this, this is going to be funny now of course we've all been hearing about these new COVID restrictions and mandates and whatever and they're going to try this again you know, the election time pandemic 
Well, I was certainly happy, very, very happy as a matter of fact, that, and I told my friends around the country who asked me what's going on, I said, well, simple, this is Plandemic 2.0. It's a little different, the characters are a little different, but this sequel is just as screwy, just as fascist and totalitarian, you know, it's just, it's just really sick because some colleges and private sector companies are implementing mask mandates amid a rise of these, I guess, COVID hospitalizations with this new variant, blah, blah, blah. But I love the headline from Just the News. Florida Surgeon General slams renewed mask mandates, urges people to refuse to participate. I'm like, yay, because I've been telling people one state that absolutely I do believe will not shut down is Florida. And the Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, a brilliant guy. In fact, he's written a book called Transcend Fear. And he's like, no way. We are not going, you know, we're not going to implement anything. We're not, we're not going to. We're not going to shut down the economy. We're not going to shut down schools. We're not going to do anything like that. And I'm thinking, thank you, Dr. Ladapo. I mean, when the time, I mean, I know there are going to be those in the CDC and all that. Oh, but I'll tell you. Um, just as a side note, my friends, um, from the Epic Times, let's see. let's see, ah, there we go, there we go, from Monday, this, this, from the Epic Times, the headline, CDC quietly removes COVID vaccine adverse events collection from its website. I thought, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> the CDC is remove gets rid of its adverse the C the COVID vaccine adverse events collection of its data from its website. This tells you folks, at least it tells me, this whole new pandemic, you know, and they're somehow, I think they're going to try. I mean, I, I mean, I hope to God they don't, but they're just going to like try and make people take these vaccines. I'm like, eh, no. You know, this is just wacky. You know, new vaccines for COVID and Biden's already looking for a billion dollars in funding for him. It's like, eh, no. Sorry. And apparently, and I don't know what they're, they're going to, they're going to try like last time. They're going to, I don't know if they're going to get even worse. I mean, that's like, well, you can't work if you don't take the jab. Or are they just going to get downright you know, you better take this They to force it upon people. I said, yeah, 
I, for anyone who would ever be stupid enough to try that trick, I will tell them they can kick my black ass. Sorry, I'm feisty. But that is the attitude of a lot of people. No vaccine mandates, no mask mandates. They already, and now the CDC has taken off of its website those who reported COVID vaccine injuries. Those three things right there tell me, screw you, I'm not going to take it. And then you get the cherry on top of the sundae of Dr. Ladapo, the Florida Surgeon General, says, don't do it. Don't do it. Do not, do not comply. I'm like, oh, I want to hug Dr. Ladapo for saying that. I really would. I'm going to try to see if I can get him for an interview. But still, folks, get ready. Just get ready. The brand new mandates and vaccines will be coming in mid-September according to the schedule. So yeah, this is going to be a hoot, folks. It's going to be a serious, serious hoot. But I don't know what else to tell you, folks. We've got plenty to do as we're heading into the Labor Day weekend, the last big weekend of summer, and kids are going to be going back to school uh, in most of the country if they haven't already gone back like we have in Florida. But my goodness, folks, this is not going to be a, a typical uh, uneventful rest of the summer. The real fun is actually going to start. And it's going to start not long after because on September the 6th, all of the people involved in the Georgia, in the Georgia fiasco are going to be arraigned. Trump is going to be arraigned on the 6th of September. And oh baby, from then on, oh actually it's going to get even crazier after that because Congress will finally get their sorry butts back to once again let Kevin McCarthy try and screw over the American people by working with Schmucky Chucky Schumer to get a continuing resolution instead of fulfilling his promise to get regular order with the appropriations process. And frankly, if, if they can't force Biden to shut down his own government by midnight, September 30th, ladies and gentlemen, you're, it's going to get real hot and real heavy going into the fall because there are going to be a lot of Republicans and they better be, and there better be a good chunk of them because many of these uh, McCarthy acolytes uh, got lit up when they returned to their home districts and had town halls. So let's see if we can get some regular order uh, in the appropriations process and cut spending and defund because I tell you, I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if McCarthy screws the pooch again like he did on the debt ceiling deal, these are words you should be looking to hear. Motion to vacate the chair. Because at that point, 
McCarthy is going to have problems and he's going to have to show his true colors because there may not be enough Republicans to give him the boot, but he's going to get help from his new buddy, um, Akeem Jeffries, the minority leader, and essentially, yep, uniparty baby. It's that simple, and they do not give one rat's rear end about you. You, the American people, you who make the country work, you who are struggling with all kinds of issues, uh, financial, paying for gas, paying for housing, paying for gas and food and everything. Just your basics. So anyway, my friends, it's going to be interesting. But for now, as I kind of sign off for uh, a couple of days until the storm passes, um, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, tell your friends. We can be found on all podcasting platforms, big, small, and in between. Uh, because it's going to be a real scream. Uh, you can also donate to help us uh, stay on the air and help the show grow. And it has had a, quite a bit of growth over the last few months. Uh, you can just simply go to inblackandright.net, our website, in the upper right corner. Um, we have a donate button. You can also go to our uh, online store, find some really cool looking merchandise uh, to help us and to show your love for America. There's a lot going on, but for now, because of the storm, I don't know when I will see you next. I'm hoping by Thursday, if not Friday. Um, but right now, we've got some preparing to do to batten down the hatches uh, before the storm hits. But until then, my friends, Take care of yourself. If you're in Florida, stay safe. Or if you're in Georgia or anywhere else the storm might be hitting, be, be prepared, take care of yourself, and watch out. And take care of other people too as you can. So my friends, with that in mind, I love you all. God bless you. Stay safe wherever you are. Uh, you, don't have to have, you don't have to be dealing with a hurricane for that. So... I love you, watch yourselves, and until we return in a day or two, God bless you guys. I, I, and I love y'all, and I appreciate everyone in our listening audience. Patriots come in all colors. See you when we return.